Night Reader. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the keep. My name is Dylan C and I'm the night reader. Would you join me? Mind your head, I've a lamp lit through the doorway. There on the round table. Go on, have a seat. I've prepared a wonderful story for you. I like to take a look at inspiration as a whole and what moves us as humans towards physical action. My literary analysis and inspirational podcast is about just that. It's full of new and upcoming artists, writers, young influencers, and long-standing figures of motivation. I move through difficult texts and interpret them in a way that anyone can understand, as well as adding my personal flavor of voiced characters and musical themes to the mix. This is a show where you can educate yourself, learn about yourself, feel inspired to follow your own passion, share your writings, poetry, relax, and enjoy some stories. The round table has enough room for all those who are willing, and I welcome you to join me on the Night Reader Podcast. My name is Dylan C, and welcome to the 15th episode of Night Reader, and the fourth edition of Your Favorite Reads, episodes where we speak with readers from around the world about books that have changed their lives. Thanks for stopping by The Keep. It is incredible to be back in the new year. I have to say thank you to all the wonderful readers and listeners out there for all your support. Thank you for listening and following. Thank you for over 3,000 downloads of my show at a meager 14 episodes. Thank you for interacting with me and collaborating with me. For over 200 subscribers of the podcast, 800 followers on Instagram, and six patrons supporting my show. This is the first time I've ever spoken about the stats of my show, and I like to stay humble, but I need to say these numbers to put it into perspective for you all. I have so much to say and so much that I'm thankful for, so many goals that I've met, and projects that I have in the works. So many people I would like to thank, but I just can't find the time in an episode like this. But I need to thank by name, Sarah, Gypsy, Jake, Cheyenne, Liam, and Adam for being my first patrons for the Night Reader podcast. Thank you to CastBox, the best podcast app out there, for supporting Night Reader. It means the absolute world to me. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. My heartfelt poem in the last episode was one of the most central things to my person that I have ever shared publicly, and the response has been wild. As you may know, I have recently shared some very personal things about my life, including the diagnosis of my son on the autism spectrum. The support I have received from my listeners who have helped me to start to educate myself sending me links on articles and giving me personal advice. How can you all be so great to me? I hope in my heart that I can provide you some value. The positive feedback to my poetry has done so much for my soul and the kindness I receive online, I can hardly perceive it. 
my goals for this year are huge and time is moving so fast. I'm quite anxious about the future, but I'm learning to be patient. You guys by now know all that I'm about and I'd love for you to catch up. I'm incredibly proud of every single episode I've put out there. Episodes 6, 9, and 14 are the best to get to know me. However, all of my episodes are full of wonderful inspiration, storytelling, poetry, music, and voices for you all to enjoy. Thank you for being here with me. My passion for classic literature, the incredible feedback from people and children I volunteered with. I'm trying to influence many to be intimidated less by obscure texts and my love and interest of human nature and natural apprehension of creating art. These are all my deepest desires to share with you all and inspire all ages and backgrounds to hopefully promote and emit a true love and respect for one another and to realize how powerful literature can be in our lives. I will always hold true to my values of honesty and selflessness. My sole purpose is to inspire you. I don't want to digress too much, so I'll save the rest of my thanks for the end of the episode. Today, we're going to hear from a wonderful guest. Her name is Marta Spurk, the wonderful woman empowerment expert. I'll talk more about her uh, before the interview, but as always, with your favorite read episodes, I'm going to start with an inspirational piece I've written for you all. It's a special piece about many things, and uh, I always like you guys to take your own interpretation of it, but generally, it's come from a place in my heart of dismay as a parent. The love we have for our children, or maybe even pets or friends, how we strive to be the best we can for them, how our lives change and what we realize as we get older and we grow. This is a reflection of my love for my children and my brothers, mankind. There are hints of many themes throughout, and I hope you can connect with it and enjoy it as much as I did writing it. Like all of these writings in these episodes, it's a glimpse into my heart. We'll hear the piece, hear from our night reader this week, and then we'll hear from the rest of the readers from around the world about books that have changed their lives or inspired them towards physical action. I believe we've all been swayed by literature in some way. Well, without anything further, here is my piece, and it's titled, How Far? My mind is clear and steadfast. It floats in embryonic state, birthing hindsight. I hold my pages tight to my chest. From the book of my soul, ink sinks through pores and into my ever buoyant, blushed heart. How far will you follow the road that leads to the depths of your mind, ever expanding? Will that path diverge? And when it does, if it does, how can I aid you on your journey? You are the seed I sowed and the life I have grown. You are to me what the ocean is to the sky. That path along hills and valley, tracing earth's barren green flesh. 
how splendidly you grew from nothing, and gazing upon unblemished skin, unfolding from ancient script, free of any earthly bumps or notches. How fast my heart attached itself to my sleeveless arm in such a soul-bearing manner. Like a muddled reflection, fetal form, from mind's eye pure. I search my soul for some explanation, but there are none, I tell you this now. And when a child is born, look into their eyes. What will you see? But the subtle, yet powerful, and wonderfully giving hand of God. Wake up, my son. Do not be afraid. Sunrise, sunset. You follow, I lead. How far will your dreams carry? As far as you allow them to fly. And I will let my bird fly. I could send you like a smooth rock on the surface of the water, just to watch your ripples. Should I submerge you, would you still swim? Should I lead you to mountains, would you climb? Should I lead you to a fountain, would you drink? And which fountain would you choose? If you fall and I am not there to catch you, the ropes I have tied, are they strong enough? I've checked the knots repeatedly, and yet every time I return they seem to have slipped. When I leave you tethered, how can I know? How can I know? I will, my son. I'll learn a thousand new knots if I have to. We are beautiful. The image we are created in. We grow. We change. We see. We act. We laugh. We cry. We try and we fail. We strive and we avail. May I live just to see you live. Thank you for listening to my poem. And what does it mean to you? Let me know, I'd love to hear it. It is definitely a deep reflection that has many meanings and themes. It's open to your interpretation. Again, thank you so much for listening. I apologize I didn't have something longer for you guys. But, as I said before, if you're looking for more inspirational pieces like that, just check out the other Your Favorite Reads episodes. I have a lot of great stuff there for you guys. Today, we have a wonderful night reader at the keep. Her name is Marta Spurk. As I mentioned before, she is the woman empowerment expert. She's highly influential and amazing woman. Her podcast is called Empowered Woman Podcast. She's a mother, translator, life coach, activist, reader, and more. We'll hear from her what books have influenced her lifestyle and career choices today. I have a lot to say about her and what she does, but I'd rather let you hear it from her directly. She's brilliant in all that she does, really. 
Your story is super interesting and she has a lot of amazing things to say. I'm so excited to share this with you. So we'll jump right into it. Here we go. All right, uh, this is Dylan C. here on the Night Reader Podcast. And today we have um, Marta from the Empowered Woman Podcast. Um, she's a very cool uh, person and I've connected with her recently. And I wanted to ask her a few questions about um, her lifestyle and books that influenced her in her life. Um, so first, I'd like to ask um, to say hi, Marta, and uh, welcome to the show and tell us a little bit about yourself. That's okay. Hi, Dylan. Thank you so much for uh, having me. It's been a pleasure connecting with you. Uh, so I'm originally from Brazil. I have been obsessed with American culture for a long time. I started teaching English when I was 14, and that has been my background. It's just languages and cultures. I'm currently an interpreter for Colorado Courts. I live in Denver, um, and I also am an empowerment coach. Uh, that's kind of like the other side of my business is helping women uh, feel empowered through self-love. Very, very cool. So you're, you got a lot of stuff all across the board that you're doing. I do. <laughs> yeah. So you're an interpreter. Um, you said you've been teaching English since you were in your teens. Yes. That's when, wow. um, well, cause I, I really, really liked it and I had, it was, it came easy to me and not so much to some of my friends. So it started like that, just like tutoring, helping out. And eventually I started taking on clients, actual students that were paying me for it at home. So even before I had to choose what my major was going to be, it kind of was already there. It was a given that I was going to be an English major. And I actually, uh, my bachelor degree is uh, translation. So I went the route of translation right away and now ended up just doing that. Uh, I don't teach anymore. I just interpret, which I love because it's off the cuff, just like how I am. And I don't have to sit there and reread and edit. It's just whatever comes to mind. It's what's going to go out of my mouth. <laughs> In the moment, right? Yes. That is very, very, very cool. Um, I think it's really cool how you kind of, um, your lifestyle kind of laid out your career for you, you know, yeah. I think it's really cool. Um, and on my podcast, I like to talk a lot about, you know, how literature inspires us and uh, how language inspires us. So yes. it's, it's kind of perfect how uh, we connected, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, very, very cool. So, um, yeah, I, I just can't, you just do a lot. It's just, it's really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But um, how about, um, books as a child when you were early maybe like do you remember being read to as a child so uh, one of the things that i actually uh started thinking back recently because my kids are small and that's one thing i left out which is a very important detail i have triplets and they're gonna be four uh pretty soon here um and so we're all about you know reading and watching disney movies and one of the first books that i remember is Snow White. I had the book and I actually had a cassette tape with the story being narrated. And my daughter is obsessed with Snow White. And I think that's probably my favorite uh, princess because she's a brunette, one of the only ones that's a brunette. And I'm a brunette. My daughter's a brunette. And I just love the story behind it. And I remember listening to that cassette tape and just imagining everything just by listening to it. I don't really remember my parents reading a whole lot to me. but I do remember that specific instance, and I feel like that was one of the first contacts that I had with stories and literature. Very cool. So you had a little cassette tape of Snow White that you would I kind did. of play over and over again? <laughs> yes. That's, that's awesome. Um, I actually had one like that of, 
like I think Hercules, Pocahontas okay. maybe, mm-hmm. same type of thing. They were kind of bigger back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm older than you, so maybe that's like the next step. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, but that's very cool. So you've been involved with, um, you know, been reading since a very young age and taking in stories and stuff like that. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's been a huge part. And it's, like you said, it's really interesting to think about how um, literature has been a big part of my life, because especially being an English major, um, when I was in school in high school, even though I did okay in literature classes and stuff like that, I didn't really get the point because I feel like you're not really mature enough to appreciate how literature is all encompassing of the political times, the economic times, and it's all interconnected. And once I actually went and uh, took a deep dive because of my major, I started seeing how it's so amazing because it's retelling history, right? Even if it's fiction, right? It's, and it's just amazing. I agree. It, uh, um, your insight's so awesome, Marta. Um, it really is all encompassing. And uh, it's something I talk about in my podcast all the time, how greatly literature influences us and yeah. um, more so than we even realize, I think sometimes mm-hmm. we don't give it enough credit. Um, but I, I think it's just amazing that you've been, um, your whole life is kind of involved in um, language and literature yeah. and stuff like that. So um, I'm really glad that we connected. And yeah, kind of, me too. <laughs> um, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Um, but let me see if I got some other questions for you. Yeah. Um, do you have, can you recall maybe uh, in your teenage years, a book that kind of sparked your love for reading on your own? Is there anything like that for you? So... I used to read, so because I grew up in Brazil, lots of the literature was in Portuguese, but I think maybe not teenage years, but in my early 20s, because that's when I was in college. And like I said, I was more mature to actually understand. And uh, I really enjoyed uh, reading Catcher uh, in the Rye. I thought that was a great book. And it just, I, I really loved the whole concept and everything around it. And while I was in college and it had nothing to do with college itself, I actually read the whole series of The Hunger Games. That was the only series that I read all of the books. And I, I made it a point to, to read it before the movie came out or before I watch the movie because I wanted to have my own uh, interpretation and the story in my head beforehand. Um, And that was a really fun read because now most of the stuff that I read, or I should say all the stuff that I read is personal development. I haven't been doing a whole lot of fiction reading, but that was a fun time. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, The Hunger Games. That's a great, great series. Um, I was lucky enough as well to read it before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie is pretty cool too, but the uh, the books are phenomenal. Yes. Um, I read them in high school, and uh, I think that's super cool. Um, you know, it happens to all of, all of us in different times in our lives. Some of us earlier, some of us later, some of us even until uh, later on in life, like 40s and 50s when you get into your reading. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like you really got hit your stride in your 20s when you hit, uh, got into school and stuff like yeah. that. Very cool. Um, and you don't read a lot of fiction these days, but mostly, what did you say? Personal development, like Personal self-help, development. self-improvement. Mm-hmm. Right on. Um, well, speaking of those kind of books, is there one that you could think of um, that you'd like to mention that has impacted you greatly or um, impacted your lifestyle or the way you um, just go about your life uh, or maybe about yourself? Yeah. So there are several. I don't think I can only say one, but the very first one that kind of 
put me on the journey of, all right, I need to dig deeper into this. And to, and that even helped me develop more of my coaching uh, was one book by uh, Brandon Burchard called uh, High Performance Habits. I love that book uh, because it's so like laid out in different steps and because it talks about habits. So he lays out the different habits and explains it and gives lots of different examples about his clients. And I love reading the stories because it's, you know, it's not, it's nonfiction, but at the same time, when you're reading about somebody else's story, you kind of imagine the scenario, you put yourself in, the, in their shoes. So I really like that kind of stuff too. And other books uh, more recent, because this was like over two years ago that I read that one. Um, other ones that I really like is The Power of Now uh, by Eckhart Tolle. That's another one that is really good. He talks a lot about mindfulness and getting in touch with your unconscious mind and your inner voice. I love that. Um, one that I read recently that was great is called The Big Leap. And it also talks about limiting beliefs and uh, going past the ceiling that we all put in our own lives. That one is great as well. And because I'm obsessed with the Enneagram, and that's something that I use a lot in my coaching, there was a book called uh, The Road Back to You. And I highly recommend that to everybody because he lays out and he explains every type of the Enneagram. And so once you know, once you've taken the test and you know for sure which type you are and you go listen uh, to each chapter, he just explains in different ways, like your type as a child, your type in relationships, your type in your uh, professional life. It's like he's talking to you and it's just so fun to have somebody else describe your life for you. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, you know me. Um, but it's all because, you know, the personality type. So those are some of the amazing books. And right now I'm actually in the middle of reading one that I have to recommend that's called Getting Unbusy. Um, and like you said, I do so much. So that's one of the things that I'm, I'm going to be working on in 2020 is slowing down. I'm still going to do a lot because that's just me, but I feel like, you know, taking a step back, breathing, um, being more mindful and intentional is super important for me. But I feel like in today's society, uh, with so much connection and technology, everyone could get a little bit unbusy. <laughs> so this book is great. I recommend that too. I agree. Um, wow, thank you so much for those awesome recommendations, Marta. Um, I haven't had a chance to read any of those. Um, okay. <laughs> I read mostly fiction, but I'm definitely going to check them. Uh, I'm going to check them out. Um, I'll talk about them before and after the recording. Cool. Um, but you had so much great stuff to say about them. And, um, I do agree with um, getting on busy. You know, these days we have so much to um, stimulate us in every yes. way, which way. And it's hard to take time for your family, for yourself, for your yeah. health even sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm probably going to pick that one up and read it myself because cool. I, I need to get on busy too. Yes. Um, but I really like what you said about um, the book about your personality, mm -hmm. uh, which it called <laughs> Road Back to You. Yes. Very cool. And um, so how, can you tell me a little bit more about that, about your experience with that book? Yeah. So the book is based on this uh, test or on this concept called the Enneagram, which is a personality test. Um, so you take the test, there are different uh, variations of it and you can take it for free online. Um, and it pretty much tells you what your dominant personality type is. And what's interesting is that it talks about, you know, the strengths and the weaknesses and the healthy way of that type and the unhealthy way of that type. So the positive and the negative tendencies of that type. And it's interesting because of course, we're not 
uh, one dimensional. We're not just one thing. And that's something that uh, was hard for me growing up because I like that kind of stuff, but I didn't want to limit myself to like the zodiac signs. I feel like it's too general. But the Enneagram is by far the more like spot on thing I have found. Um, and it's, it's not that it excludes the other stuff. It's just, I don't know. You just have to take it to, to, to know what I'm talking about. But it, once you figure out, cause sometimes people have a hard time. Uh, you have, you can have mixed results or very high, uh, results in a couple different types. But what I encourage people is to read into it. There's several accounts on Instagram that will talk about the different types and the different, um, you know, the similarities, the tendencies, and it's, the more you look into it, the more you will figure out which one is more um, prominent in your life. And then what's nice is that with this book, he has like an intro where he explains where the Enneagram comes from and he, he gives more detailed information with like the history of it. And then he goes on to talk about all of the different types and within all of them, like I said, he breaks it down like that. Like, where does this come from? Uh, you know, probably something that you've gone through in your childhood. So he describes what that child with that type is like, and then you kind of start seeing yourself in those situations. And it's, and it's really an amazing process because that's really what I believe in. And especially with my coaching, how important it is for you to go back into your past to kind of understand where you're coming from and why you do the things you do so that you can develop this awareness and make the changes that you want to, to achieve, you know, the better version, the best version of yourself. Absolutely. And um, I find that truly remarkable. If, um, just, to, um, just that a book can do that for you, help you realize things about yourself that you didn't even know. Yeah. Just through mm-hmm. text. I mean, that's yes. just phenomenal, right? It is. It's, um, it's amazing. Normally, you'd have to be like with a therapist or something to figure out yeah. like personal <laughs> things about that. But to be able to just pick up a book and take a test and figure things out, find things about yourself and learn about yourself and how to better yourself through a book is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Well, and what I feel is that, um, of course, talking to somebody is very important because that's when you process stuff and you have to make sense out of stuff. And that's what language is, right? In order mm-hmm. to speak, you have to make it sense in your head to start talking. So it's really this, you know, vocal aspect is very important. And that's obviously why I have my coaching business is to help women in that sense and to have them, um, verbalize this. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be talking to a therapist all day long. Who are you talking to all day long? Yourself. So you have to learn how to ask yourself these questions that you normally wouldn't. So somebody can put you in that direction and uh, prompt you in that way. But the idea is to really make that a habit so that you're prompting yourself. You're becoming aware when you start feeling a certain way uh, in certain situations and take a step back and really have that observer uh, stance of why am I doing this? Why is this bugging me? And I feel like this book and the Enneagram um, really helps with that. Incredible. All right. Um, you got me really interested in that book. I think I'm going to go pick it up <laughs> sometime today. I'll you let you know how I like it because um, okay. that sounds really, really cool. Um, all right. Your insight's just been so remarkable, Marta. Um, I thank you so much for being here so thank far. For coming to the Night Reader podcast, um, it's been such a pleasure to have you. Uh, like I said, your insight is just great, and I think my listeners are going to get a lot out of listening to you and um, awesome. hear what you have to say about these books. Mm-hmm. Um, I have just a couple more questions for you, if you wouldn't yeah, mind. Of course. Um, is there anything at all that you'd like to share, Marta? Um, any words of inspiration or final thoughts for our listeners? Um, at all. 
Yes. So one of the bigger concepts in um, my coaching and really what I believe in, one of my values and the things that uh, I, I like to take on daily in my life is the concept of self-love. And I feel like that is something that's become kind of cliche lately, you know, especially with the internet, you have the hashtags, you have the quotes and what is self-love, you know, and, and why is that so important? And I feel like we've lost sight of that. And I just wanted to um, remind people of how important it is for you to take a look at yourself. And especially, you know, when we're talking about the Enneagram and understanding why you act the way you act in the world, how you operate in the world, um, so that you can learn how to respect your own boundaries, know what makes sense to you instead of just going along with the crowd, and also to improve your relationships with other people. Because once you know how you operate and how you are, that, and because you develop that um, capacity of analyzing a little bit more, you'll start doing the same with other people. And so you'll say the same way, you'll see the same way I have certain difficulties and some things don't come easy to me at all, other people have that same thing. So for me, I'll just give you an example. Like, I have mentioned before, I am just um, very energetic. I do lots of different things. It's hard for me to slow down. It's hard for me to pay attention to detail and to get organized. Um, that's one of my faults, but I have all these other strengths. Now there's people out there that don't have the same amount of energy that I do that are not as driven as, as I am, but they're very organized. They're very, you know, detail oriented. And that's the beauty of humanity is that we're so different and we complement each other. And so once you start looking at yourself and realizing all the things that you're good at, you're going to start noticing that in other people too. You know, you're going to see, wow, I need that person in my life because that's exactly what I lack. That's exactly what I don't have. And so self-love is this, is looking at yourself really hard and understanding how you are and who you are so that you can appreciate other people more in your life as well. Beautiful, Martha. Thank you so much. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you so much for your, uh, for saying that. Um, Gosh, you've just been so great today. Uh, it's been such a joy to have you. Um, I guess I'll just ask you a final question. Um, okay. I don't really have, I don't really, you said it all for me, really. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know how else to go on off that, but um, is there anything you'd like to just talk about? Um, maybe like plug your, um, you know, your podcast coming up in your Instagram page, if you wanted to share that with listeners. Yes, of course. So uh, the name of my podcast is the Empowered Woman Podcast. I have amazing women guests talking about, you know, different ways of how they empower themselves and giving different tips on how to, uh, for you to become empowered as well. Um, my uh, Instagram is just smart to spark. I do have the Instagram for the podcast. It's called the Empowered Woman Podcast. Uh, one thing that I do do with my coaching besides one-on-one -on -one is that I have a virtual school. So it's a membership site where we talk about personal development. So there's lots of different uh, uh, tips for books that you can read, uh, similar to what I mentioned here, and different practices that you can take on to really make personal development a habit and make sure that you're an expert in yourself. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll be checking out your Instagram and your podcast. I'll be talking about those and I'll plug them in the uh, description and on Instagram as well. Sounds good. Um, all right. And uh, so Marta from the uh, Empowered Woman podcast, it's been such a joy to have you here in the keep um, here on the Night Reader podcast. I think people are going to be blown away by your amazing insight on these books. And um, I hope I can become a better interviewer um, in the future. But Oh, uh, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, I just really, I'm really happy to have you. And um, yeah, you just said a lot of amazing things and uh, I'll take it to heart. I'll do my research and I'll, um, 
a whip out episode for us. And um, yeah, but thank you so much for being here, Marta. Okay. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'll see you later. Marta, I'm incredibly humbled and happy to have you stop by the keep. You've offered us advice in our lives, self-love, and language, and your incredible kindness shines through. You have uh, also offered us some wonderful book recommendations and a look into your personal life and how literature has affected you. And it's so amazing to me to see how happy you are and in tune with your life. Not only that, but you've taken the time out of your busy life to share with all of us. I know that many people will take a lot away from this, Marta. So thank you so much. And readers out there, listeners, please show her some love on her Instagram and podcast, The Empowered Woman Podcast. And her Instagram personal is uh, Marta Spirk, M-A-R-T-A-S-P-I-R-K. Let her know you heard her on the Night Reader Podcast. And please thank her for her amazing insight. I know she'll appreciate it. All right. This has been amazing so far. Let's hear from some more night readers from around the world about books that have impacted their lives. Our second night reader today is Jen. Welcome to The Keep. When I asked Jen this question, I found her response to be quite profound. She told me this, and it was very touching. She read the books called Karen when she was a teen. Karen. These books are about a young girl named Karen Kilalea, written by her mother, Marie Kilalea. These books came out in the 50s, in a time where movement disorders such as cerebral palsy were heavily misunderstood. Karen, a child that developed cerebral palsy due to a premature birth, was quickly diagnosed by doctors. The doctors advised her parents to commit her to an asylum and move on with their lives. A terrible thing to think about. Her parents refused and decided to raise her at home. This was largely unheard of at the time, and general belief was that someone of this diagnosis could not live a normal life. In the true story, Karen goes on to receive extensive physical therapy, learning to walk with crutches, write, swim, and much more. Over the course of only 10 years, I've never heard of a book like this until now, but there's an awesome reason why Jen mentioned it. As these these books were particularly moving for her. As I mentioned, she read these books as a teenager, but it wasn't until many years later when she developed a similar illness that she thought back to these books. Along with books on Buddhism and how to accept diagnosis and learn to work through pain in your life the way that Karen did. Jen tells us that these books have helped her learn to be more content with the pain she experiences in her life. Jen, this is incredibly moving to me and I can see that you are very strong. Thank you so much for your willingness and recommendation of these books. I'll be thinking about you. This is something I haven't spoken about particularly on my show yet, but I do say that books affect us largely. Yes, books teach us as well. To have a book advise us on how to live a better life, how to deal with problems we are up in arms about. For simple words to be such a saving grace is incredibly moving for me. So again, Jen, thank you, and read on. Speaking of the subject though, 
I have a friend named Abe, and he has a podcast called Abe's Front Porch. You can find him on Anchor. Please check him out and show him some love. He experiences and talks about a lot of his diagnosis and working through his pain and bettering his life. I know you'll love his honesty. Our third night reader today is an artist and a friend of mine named Brian. He's incredibly talented at what he does, and he wanted to share with us that growing up he struggled with reading, especially at early school age. It was the Magic Treehouse series, a favorite of mine, that helped him get past these first difficulties. They really opened up an entire new world for him. I always love to read stories like this. It puts a huge smile on my face. His favorite book as a young reader, though, the one that set him up for a lifetime of reading, was uh, titled The Book Thief, a modern historical novel written by Australian author Marcus Susak. The title went on to spawn a film of the same name, and they both hold themes of love, death, and language. I wanted to share just a bit about this book because I find it highly interesting, and I never heard of it. This story is narrated by death, or the Grim Reaper, or whatever you want to call it. It aligns with all that I talk about in this show. I can't speak directly about it because I have not read it, but it follows the story of a few different characters during World War II in Nazi Germany. One of the characters recognizes the power of written word and begins stealing important books to keep out of the hands of the enemy. I cannot wait to read this title. I'm highly intrigued. I think it'll be beautiful. Brian, thank you so much for your willingness and read on. And if any of y'all out there have read this book, please let me know why I should read it. Our fourth night reader today goes by Kat. She shared with me that the book has impacted her largely is one called The Hessian by Howard Fast. A 1972 novel set in the time of the American Revolution. The story seems to be one centered around terrible tragedy. I do not want to give the story away, but it focuses on characters being falsely accused and tried for murder and other wrongdoings. One of these characters is just a child. I'm not entirely familiar with the themes of this book, but Kat has told me that it has a huge impact on the way she thinks how she views opposing sides of political issues, military conflict, humanity, how humans treat each other, and emotional versus logical responses. Those are a lot of heavy themes there, but she tells us that she rereads the book every few years, especially when there is a political upheaval, something we experience a lot in the prior years here in America and worldwide even. So let's talk a little bit about this. It's so easy to be one-sided with this sort of thing. When it comes to politics, war, and all that stuff. Usually something I stay out of, but we all know how terribly separating these concepts are in our world. Not only that, but we're so blind to the outside of our own bubble. It can be incredibly enlightening to see something from the other side. There is suffering on both sides when it comes to this sort of thing. We believe that we're on the right side, on the good side, 
But when you see true humanity in the enemy, that's when things might change inside of you. Seeing how we're all human and born innocently so. Cat, this is highly intriguing to me. It's so easy to treat the opposing side with hatred instead of understanding. But at times we are taught to do so. Sometimes we're loyal and we don't even know why. Like Kat said, how do we choose to respond? And sometimes things happen so quickly that we, act, we react quicker than we want to. I want to quickly mention a book called All Quiet on the Western Front. My absolute favorite novel of war and one that I will be bringing to life in this podcast. The novel is written by the German novelist Eric Maria Remarque. When I read this incredible book as a teenager, it absolutely blew my mind and changed my outlook on the entire world and how I understood conflicts such as war. I will share quickly that it is written from the perspective of a German soldier. I was taken aback by the humanity and brotherliness I felt for the character. We are raised to just always assume that the enemy are bad people. But when I felt this German soldier a friend, it just changed my life. I saw that people aren't always bad. It can be the things that we get caught up in that make us seem bad, antagonize us to other people. It can be truly heartbreaking and it's something that as children we do not understand. The novel focuses on the fact that war is obviously absolutely terrible. And what we see from our side of the line is not always the truth. We all have families back home. We all have human thoughts. We all get scared. I don't want to get too deep into this because it's for a later episode, but I feel it's aligned with what Kat has shared with us. It's something to think about. Kat, thank you so much for sharing with us and read on. Our fifth night reader today is Prudence A. They have shared with me a book called A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, a 1943 novel written by Betty Smith that focuses on an impoverished girl with big dreams living with her family in New York. I have not yet read this book, but I understand that it covers topics such as love, poverty, education, the American dream, and coming of age. Seems to be about simply enjoying your life and growing naturally, despite where you are in your journey. She tells me that she read it in grad school before she became a librarian and it had a great impact on the way she treated children and teenagers and pretty much everybody for that matter. Everyone on this earth deserves education, physical books, art supplies. This book's main metaphor is that this book's main metaphor is that of the tree of heaven, which is a legend of the origin of a tree that can sprout and flourish anywhere even in the inner city. See the connection? Our surroundings affect us greatly, but they do not define us. Remember that, readers. Thank you for... Thank you for your insight, Prudence. And read on. This has been another wonderful episode of Night Reader, your favorite reads. I cannot thank you enough for being here and stopping by the keep. I hope you have taken something away from this experience. I hope you will create today. Please remember that I believe in you. 
I have much too many people to thank. I know you know who you are. I wish to be there for all of you. If you need someone to talk to, help with your thesis, book recommendations, anything at all, reach out to me. Please check out all my links on my socials. You can find links to awesome Night Reader merchandise, places to stream and download my show, and my Patreon page where you can become an official Night Reader. Please consider donating to this show as it goes towards many great things, including my nonprofit, Books for Villages, supporting the show, and supporting my journey to publication of my novels and children's books about parenting and autism. If you've enjoyed this episode and its contents, please listen to the other Your Favorite Reads episodes. They are just as full of wonderful inspiration. Also, please follow along with my Moby Dick episodes where I bring the book to life. I'm so passionate about it, and it's very, very fun for me. I promise you'll have a blast with me. I have so much to say and so much that I have said that I'm immensely proud of. Remember to nurture your creativity. Anything that you create is precious. I know it. Thank you so much for being here. Moby Dick will return very soon. Please follow my Instagram at Night Reader Podcasts. It's my most active social. And I'm currently running a really cool Harry Potter art contest that's free to enter. And you can win either some cash or a Harry Potter book of your choice. I have a lot of projects going on there, so check it out. And if you really do enjoy my show, please share it with the other readers in your life. Leave me a review or subscription on CastBox or Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you, readers. This episode has been written and recorded by Dylan C. And the written passage at the beginning of this episode is property of Dylan C. So go on, knights. Drop your swords. Pick up your pens and reading spectacles. Let us read on. Mm-hmm.